the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Andrea K. Welcome to tonight's Andrea K. Show. Kicking off another week here with the best radio in San Diego, if not everywhere. Glad to have you guys along with me for this weekend. I know it's been a really rough week we've had the last week or so, and so much information to share with you guys tonight. A lot to chat about some great guests coming up. So you're definitely going to want to stay tuned for the entire two hours that we are on tonight, babies. If you miss any part of tonight's show, or if you just need to listen to it again, because it's just that entertaining and interesting, don't forget our podcast that you can download wherever you get your pods. Email me at andreakshow.com. I get lots of emails uh, around the clock, and it's always an honor that you guys share this time with me. Before I go any further, i got to bring in my new dude, my newest dude, my my newest veggie, y'all need to have them on your plate. Three meals a day, baby. I'm talking about the newest veggie. He's spicy. He's a little tad sweet. He's always good for you. It's DJ Sesame Broccolini. You got it, dude. Sesame Broccolini. Mm, yummy. Up in this house. <laughs> What's going on? I'm happy to be here. <laughs> I'm happy to have you. Now, listen, I've got a little homework assignment for you, my Sesame Broccolini. Uh-huh. Uh, you need to get on the socials. Sesame Broccolini needs to have his own social media account. Okay. All right, deal. Do you have a deadline or what? No, you don't have a deadline. But, <laughs> you know, the people are going to want to be able to interact with you. Okay? You, 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 so you, you're going to need to be on the socials. Um, so we will keep you posted on when you can follow him on any of the socials. You can always follow me by uh, just giving it a quick little Google or a little duck, duck, go at Andrea K. All right. So there was breaking news this afternoon. Uh, I am going to talk to you guys about the gag order. Tom DeBacaro is going to be here. My favorite attorney, political pundit to give you everything that you need to know about the weaponization, the lawfare tactics to interfere with our election. We're going to give you the latest on the battle for the speaker gavel. There's going to be a vote tomorrow. We're going to share that with you. Uh, we've also got a special guest who, uh, on tonight's show who's a pastor who is going to give you guys uh, the biblical, prophetic, biblical implications of what is going on here. So that should be incredibly interesting. But I got to kick off tonight's show with the fact, if you haven't heard yet, Hamas has released its first video of a hostage. Uh, this brought to you by, uh, I saw it on Breitbart. It is a young woman whose name is... Hang on just a moment. I'm not going to play the video because she is in Hebrew. She's speaking in Hebrew, and it has not been translated yet into English. Uh, she says, hi, I am Mia Shem. I am 21 years old from Shoham. At the moment, I am in Gaza. I came back on Saturday towards morning from the area of Sederet. There was a party. I was badly wounded in my hand. From the party, they took me to Gaza. 
They took me to the hospital for three hours. They were worried about me. They were taking care of me. They are taking care of me. They're giving me medicines. Everything is fine. I'm just asking to be returned home as soon as possible to my family, my parents, and my brothers. Please get us out of here as soon as possible. Thank you. Um, I do encourage you guys to go and watch this video because my heart is up in my throat and it's difficult for me to even read her words. In the video, you can see that they're wrapping her arm, the look of fear on her face. Um, do I believe that they're taking care of her? I think they're keeping her alive because she has value. And there is a major, there's, there's so much to, to talk about. There's so much to think about in the release of this video. If I was her parents, I would, I can't even imagine. I, I mean, it's almost Sesame Broccolini. I would, I would almost imagine that in some ways you, it, it, the proof of life would be critical to you. Your child is alive. But in some ways, you're even more fearful than thinking, you know, that they might have already passed away. It doesn't, it doesn't sound like it makes sense. But, but when, you're, when you know your child is alive, then you're in a moment of constant fear because they've threatened to execute hostages. And so you're in bated breath wondering when they're going to put a bullet in your daughter's head. And you're also in a position to where you know that these are absolute monsters. They have beheaded babies. I don't know that I would believe her in saying they're taking care of her. This is a hostage video. Uh, she could even already be dead at this point. So what do you think the purpose of releasing this video is? Uh, well, I mean, doing something so sick and so depraved is about obviously getting attention. I think a lot of this has been about provoking reaction. And I think that they're doing horrible, horrible things. There's no way to spin it. But the fact that we're sitting here fighting about it while civilians are being held hostage mm -hmm. is exactly yeah. what they were hoping for. They're trying to break us. And uh, th that's why you release a video like this. In part, maybe it is a little uh, wink and a nod at law and order and, and law enforcement saying, we can evade you. We can get around you. We know yes. how to get to people. It's a, it's a way to flex your power and your might and say that we're coordinated, we're sophisticated, we're well-funded, and we're also ruthless. And that sends a, a bad message to the people, but also to any other terror cell out there who's thinking they might want to mess with Hamas or because these terror groups, just like cartels, they will fight each other for power. They will vie for control of countries, territories, and people. So part of this is a flex to the community. Don't mess with us. Hamas is powerful. We're armed. We know what we're doing. It's also a flex to other terror groups. And it's just such a horrible thing. I can't even imagine if... I mean, just seeing anyone in that position is so scary, but imagine that's your child, your neighbor, yeah. your sister, your classmate, someone you work with. Um... Just, just horrible. And yeah. I don't know if they're asking for a ransom or anything. The first thing that goes to my mind Not is yet. trying to extort yeah. people. Um, well, maybe this is just so sick and depraved because they want to just show people this is what we're capable of. We're ruthless. Well, I, with us. I, think, I think it's also about the propaganda war. We, one of the things that's been most disturbing to me as I've seen these rallies, particularly the one in New York, is the screaming and yelling that, that I, I don't know what's – well, it's all horrific to me, but the denials – yeah. of the atrocities the american people will refusing to believe that babies were beheaded that women were raped um we so so much of the war on terror is a psychological operation when you look at the amount of american people that are in denial right now from college kids we had thousands of people marching through la on behalf of the terrorists we had students in in university of wisconsin and madison saying glory to the martyrs 
um, the 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 ability that they've had over with our enabling them, by the way, since 9-11 to flip the script, to make themselves martyrs, to make themselves the victims, to make people in Hollywood, even the Pope today coming out and acting as though there's some there's some equal, uh, you know, uh, moral equivalency going on here is astounding to me. And so the part of the, them releasing this video of this girl and making her say they're taking care of me is to flip the script, continue to try to push the false that Israel are the bad guys here and that they're they're taking care of her and they feel bad for her and and so they so far in some ways they have been winning the propaganda war when you have citizens of the United States of America taking up your cause and acting as though you're good the good guys they're winning so that's that's one of the things that concerns me here because this is a long game and and it's not even just about Israel we, it, it, and Israel has yet. They're now telling. I think. I think I've heard uh, numbers of upwards of five hundred thousand have left the Gaza area. Uh, Hamas has killed an unknown total of people trying to flee Gaza, including Americans, because they want the people to stay in Gaza so that they can continue to act as though they want the death toll of, of people in Gaza to rise so that they can make Israel be the bad guys. That's what's going on here. And Israel's trying to get them out. Israel does not want civilian casualties. But Israel's at the point to where enough's enough. They are not going to stop until Hamas is completely eradicated. And that's and, and they have to. Because anybody calling like Joe Biden today, suggesting that, that there can be some two-state solution, solution, been there, done that. There has not been any uh, Israeli occupation in Gaza since 2005 and almost 20 years. And with the amount of money the United States alone have given, given them, they could have turned that area into Dubai. And they chose not to. Instead, they've been using the $300 million a year the U.S. government gives them in something called the pay-for-slay scheme where they've literally been taking money. It, it is, uh, you know, terrorists that end up arrested in Israel have been given money to supposedly rehabilitate them from taxpayers in the United States. And then they go back, given college tuition and stuff, and then they go back to Gaza, and then they continue killing. I'm at the point to where I don't usually talk about anybody on Fox News because I can't stand Fox News, but I'm at the point with Jesse Waters to where I don't want to hear anything about any Palestinians. Okay, I don't have sympathy for Palestinians. I don't want them coming here to this country because I have no ability to determine even which seven-year-old kid wants to kill me because that's the level of indoctrination and evil that's been going on in Gaza. The reality is they must be exterminated. That's the reality. I don't know how many that have fled Gaza are on their way here and want to kill me. I don't, now Israel is telling Lebanon to evacuate. Where are all these people going to go? I'm starting to hear rumblings about refugees coming here from Gaza. How familiar. Remember that from uh, the Afghanistan chaotic withdrawal? While we left Americans back behind enemy lines, we were bringing terrorists here. Nobody even talks about the fact that on the heels of us bringing over 100,000 people here that weren't vetted, they, some of them killed and raped and more. They need to be, somebody, one of the listeners emailed to me and said, how do you in a sane world fight against a religion 
that wants to kill Jews. Well, it, it, it's really a war against Western civilization. And we've lost 22 years since we should have been woken up on 9-11. But we had apologists like George W. Bush trying to act as though, which is what the Iraq war was all about, trying to act as though it's not got anything to do with Islam. That it's just some kooks. Well, in one point something billion is uh, Muslims around the world, if only 10% share that same ideology of Hamas, that's all it takes to take down the world. That's all it takes. It only took 19 hijackers on 9-11. We're going to take a break. We come back. We're going to shift gears for a moment because I've got Tom DeBacaro who's going to be here to talk about this gag order. I want to get him to weigh in on the Israel, the political situation going on with the Israel war in the United States, but also the gag order against Trump today, because that is an egregious act of unconstitutional election interference. Stay tuned. Andrea Kay, bringing the world a much needed reality check. You're listening to the Andrea Kay show on the answer San Diego. Welcome back to tonight's Andrea K. Show. Going to take a little break from the Israel war, the global anti-Semitism and the horrors coming out of Israel just for a moment. Uh, if you missed the open of the show, Hamas has released their first video of a hostage that they've got, and it's of a young gal. And to me, it's clearly a propaganda play. Uh, my prayers for her family, prayers that she's still alive and that they are, in fact, taking care of her. But this morning, I, I got to shift gears because this morning when I heard the latest news coming out of the weaponized U.S. government uh, and the lawfare, the use of our courts in order to not just persecute and prosecute Trump and MAGA voters, but also to control the outcome of our elections through a gag order that was issued today. I reached out to Tom Delbacaro. Y'all knew that I would, right? Because he's my go-to. Favorite legal pundit, political mind, former senatorial candidate, and brilliant attorney. And he joins me now. Hello, Tom Delbacaro. How are you? Thanks for having me on. I'm good. And you sound like you are back to your 100% fresh self. You were on a layover or you were just, you were just coming back from, from an Italian trip last time. You were a little jet lagged. So glad to hear you fresh, baby. Yeah, absolutely. So this is interesting. Uh, one of my favorite ever lines by an attorney in a courtroom was used, but you start off. Okay, well, I, I, today we find out that this Judge Chumpkin, or whatever her name is, had decided that she was going to issue a gag order on Trump, apparently because the prosecutors came in and he said some things that were disparaging Tom DeBacaro. I mean, you know, uh, it, you know, it's perfectly fine for the U.S. government to charge him with crimes that he didn't commit. Like, that's not disparaging, but he's not allowed to exercise his First Amendment rights. And uh, in fact, I want to play one of the things I think one of the words that supposedly was a reason for the gag order because it was inciting violence was the word thug. Right. Um, This is just absolutely blatant. And and you know what? At at this point, conservatives expect it. Democrats love it because they don't think this kind of tyranny is ever going to affect them. But I wanted to play for you. Before I get your response, I wanted to play for you what Trump had to say about it today. Uh, so I'm go get. Well, apparently we're not able to play this clip for you, Tom DeBacaro. But basically, he said, "I'm the first president that's ever had to try to, you know, um, uh, 
run a campaign, not being allowed to speak. He's I think he said something along the lines of Scarface. He's been charged with more crimes than Scarface. And he said, look, I'm willing to go to jail if I have to. Um, I, I mean, this guy, they, no matter what they throw at him, he's just not backing down. No, he isn't. And this is entirely interesting, right? Because on the one hand, you have the Justice Department, what used to be the Justice Department, the Injustice Department stretching the laws beyond recognition and a judge who seems to have no problem with it. And she looks, she has shown her bias. And the question is, can Trump go out there and basically, you know, annihilate them with words as opposed to, I don't know, burning down the federal building in Portland and whether he has the right to do that? And look, I've been an attorney 35 years. I've never told my client to disparage the judge publicly when they're before the court. (laughs) So that's an interesting dynamic. But at the end of the day, these are there are now two courts that have said to Trump, you can't attack the people who are just doing their jobs. And you will you have to be careful with the words that you use. So she said, You can say that he's acting with political bias, but you can't call him a thug because that could incite violence. That's the dumbest thing I've ever heard in my entire life. This is why people hate attorneys. Okay, (laughs) this this is ridiculous. We have the you know what? What what what, what's wrong with him calling somebody? Why can you not as a defendant say whatever you want to say and and then use it against him in a court of law? Nobody tried to stop Scott Peterson. And a lot of his interviews led him right to the death. You know, to that. Well, now they've overturned the the uh, the death. uh, What's it called? The uh, death penalty. But since when is a defendant not allowed to say whatever ever he wants to say? Where does it show in the criminal code that you're not allowed to talk about a a, a chump judge? It's ridiculous. Well, there are gag orders that have been issued over time. And again, if if I was his attorney, I'd say, look, go ahead and, and rip into the prosecutor on his record. But I really wouldn't. I would also say to him, I don't really think it's a good idea for you to attack the judge during the proceedings. Uh, But look, I think he says she's biased. It's hard not to conclude otherwise. All of these things are going to end up in appeal. You and I both know that uh, what Dershowitz say about this particular proceeding, because it's in D.C., it's going to wind up with a conviction regardless of the facts. And then it's going to go off on appeal. But, of course, they only care about the next 13 months. They don't care if they ultimately lose the case and it gets thrown out. They're just trying to stop Trump. Well, yeah, of course they are. This and this is in this is an in kind contribution, quite frankly, to Joe Biden. And by the way, when it comes to D.C. courts, did you know that they were recycling jurors? Well, uh, all courts at some level or or another, sooner or later, the jury gets recycled. Same panels, same panels. Uh, I I think I read an article recently that they were literally recycling the same panels on Jan 6. Um, Another problem that I have is, you know, in terms of him criticizing the prosecutors, Jack Smith has been denying FOIA requests and is refusing to name the prosecutors. Why? Why would he be doing that? Uh 
Well, because he he knows his team, who they are, and how biased they were, and he doesn't want that out. It, and and this is a method for them to get away with it. It's okay for them to use the laws to benefit themselves. But look, look, we have crossed over into this period of what, you know, the United States was innocent until proven guilty, which is quite different than being under King George, right? You were guilty and somehow had to get away with you without losing your head. Well, the, the American system now is sort of in the balance here. You, yeah. you get the you get these indictments, even Menendez. Everybody assumes Menendez is 100 percent guilty. And I got to admit, looking at the facts, it doesn't look real good. I don't have gold bars and socks in my drawers. But we don't sit there and say, well, we'll have to wait to see what evidence comes through anymore. And that's the problem. They know this dynamic and that's what they're using Well, you know what? We have the clip. I want to play it for everybody of Trump's response today to the gag order. They think the only way they can catch me is to stop me from speaking. They want to take away my voice. And a judge uh, gave a gag order today. Did you hear that on speech? Which I believe is totally unconstitutional what she did. A judge gave a gag order. A judge doesn't like me too much. Her whole life is not liking me, but uh, she gave a gag order. You know what a gag order is? You can't speak badly about your opponent. But this is weaponry all being done because Joe Biden is losing the election and losing very, very badly to all of us in the polls. He's losing badly. But what they don't understand is that I am willing to go to jail if that's what it takes for our country to win and become a democracy again. Hear, hear. Speaking of wars on democracy and Western civilization, we've got a minute left, but I want to get your take on what happened in Israel and the war being waged against Western civilization by the terrorist. Well, at the end of the day, what's being exposed here is stunning on the West that they can't differentiate between the average Palestinian who can come across the border and work in Israel and go back home with his his or her money and Hamas. There's no question that Hamas, Hezbollah and Iran have a singular goal and the West is not willing to stand up to it. In fact, our last two presidents have funded Iran's fight against Israel and I don't know how this is going to work out. I assume that there are more money is going to be coming to to Israel. But Israel is the canary in the gold mine for Western civilization. And if they we cannot wake up to who is a dictator and a killer and we can't make that differentiation, then the West truly is in trouble. Wow. Well, Tom, glad to have you back fresh. Always giving that good perspective when you're fresh, baby. Thank you for being here. You guys need to thank you. You guys need to read Tom's book, The Divided Era, and read his stuff. Just politicalvanguard.com, Google Tom DeBacaro. We're going to take a little break, and then we'll be back. Don't go away. Andrea Kay, telling you like it is, while eating a donut, too. It's The Andrea Kay Show on The Answer San Diego. Welcome back. To tonight's Andrea K. Show. So the FBI director today, Christopher Ray, who should have long been impeached for a variety of reasons, 
the combo of him presiding over a cover-up over not just the Hunter Biden laptop, the Biden corruption, the Russian collusion hoax, the weaponization of the FBI and the DOJ, but also the fact that he has presided over a, a, a denial of any outside threats that we've got facing this country, in particular Islamic Jihad, and he has allowed the weaponization of the FBI in coordination with the intelligence communities and the Department of Justice to be weaponized against Americans. He has actually said... That, yes, white supremacy is the greatest threat this country faces. And so now, and he said nothing about needing to seal the border. He said nothing last week when we found out that over 60,000 special interest aliens had come across our border. And they have that title because they're coming from terror-infested countries whose special interest is the same as Hamas. Yet today, this man came out today and issued a warning for Americans. Sesame Broccolini, if you can play this clip. In this heightened environment, there's no question we're seeing an increase in reported threats, and we've got to be on the lookout, especially for lone actors who may take inspiration from recent events to commit violence of their own. So I'd encourage you to stay vigilant, because as the first line of defense protecting our communities, you're often the first to see the signs that someone may be mobilizing to violence. I'd also ask you to continue sharing any intelligence or observations you may have. And on our end, we're committed to doing the same so that together we can safeguard our communities. What a clump of human excrement. The warning dude is down at the border. Two Lebanese were arrested. They just, we've had now close to 300 Terrorists on the watch list have been apprehended and probably released out into the communities. The greatest threat we face as a nation is you, the Department of Justice, the Biden administration, and all the rest that have handed us over to these so-called lone wolves. And notice that he didn't mention anything about the word Islam, didn't mention anything at all about Um, Islamic terror, jihad, nothing, because that's all been completely scrubbed from the FBI's counterterrorism efforts. Completely scrubbed. He didn't mention the threat. In fact, the only thing he mentioned was, um, you know, look for the independent person inspired by. I remember years ago, Dr. Gorka saying late on a Sunday night, Lone Wolf, first time anybody anybody had ever seen him. And he said, lone wolf is the term to make you stupid. And I invited him right on my show because that was so dead on. Because this was deep into the Republican Party and George W. Bush and all of them coordinating with and cooperating with the Democrats to deny the reality of the threat that we face, which is Islamic Jihad. This is the same FBI, by the way, that ignored the Russians when they said, you know, we got these Sarnaya brothers that have been over here in Chechen, you know, you know, terror training camps. Same FBI that refused to look at anybody's social media sites. And that's why the State Department gave the fiance visa to the woman, the the terrorist who shot up a a Christmas party. I don't want to hear a word from Christopher Ray. We are on our own. Because of Christopher Ray. They might be plotting something. Well, yeah, why don't, you, why don't you do your job? Oh, that's right. You guys have missed every terror attack. Every one. You've been too busy 
infiltrating the Proud Boys and trying to cook up some phony Fedsurrection plot or phony Fednapping plot against Gretchen Whitmer. And then you were going to do the same thing with Glenn Youngkin. Absolutely preposterous. Donald Trump is correct. He, he chimed in today. Uh, and here's what he had to say about peace in the Middle East. Sesame Broccolini. Mike choked off the money to corrupt Palestinian organizations and stood with Israel like no president in history, recognizing the eternal capital opening up the American embassy in Jerusalem and recognizing Israeli sovereignty over the Golan Heights. That was a big deal. And with the historic Abraham Accords, we had peace in the Middle East. Can you believe that? We had peace until this character came along. He doesn't know what he was doing. His name was Crooked Joe Biden. And under Biden, it's danger, death, and destruction all over the world. That's what it's been. It's been a disaster. Whether it's the borders, whether it's uh, the Middle East, whether it's Ukraine, whether it, everything is everything is broken. The whole world is yep. broken. Let's uh, let's end it there. Great gentleman. Broccoli. He's absolutely correct. But 60 Minutes, <laughs> Sesame Broccoli, and I don't know if you saw any of that 60 oh, Minutes interview. Oh, I saw it. I saw it. <laughs> Taxpayer well, first, dollars hard at work, by the way, right Oh, now. yes. We're, we're, uh, we're talk, putting the bill for yes. Joe Biden. Just, just to remind it, it, everybody. Abs- yeah, yeah. And what I love so much was, even before the interview, they're like, we got to set the stage here. we got to talk about this poor, beleaguered Joe Biden never has a president ever faced such global challenges that faced, confronted such perils of, of global challenges. Man, he created every one of these global challenges. We had peace in the Middle East. We had for the first time in decades, we had the first president who didn't take us in any kind of battle or any kind of war. There was peace around the world. That's what we had. We didn't have Americans dying in Afghanistan, at, you know, at, 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 from a terrorist suicide bomber while we were trying to load 100,000 terrorists on planes and bring them over here. It's been a complete disaster under Joe Biden. Oh, and then did you hear um, uh, Scott Pelley or whatever his name is in the intro say, oh, and you know, oh, we're so grateful that he gave us his time in the middle of all this. And, and he reminded us that when he gets tired, that lifelong stuttering problem begins to happen. <laughs> I mean, if, I, I don't think Vince, do you remember Vince, the ShamWow salesman? You're probably too young to remember oh, Vince. Oh, ShamWow. I remember ShamWow. Yeah. Not even Vince from ShamWow could sell this, this load of, of hooey, right? Uh, my favorite part of the interview was him trying to act tough. So I think Scott Pelley says, um, what would you say to Hezbollah and Iran if they decide they're going to attack? I think you have that clip, Sesame. There's limited fighting already on the northern Israeli border, and I wonder what is your message to Hezbollah and its backer, Iran? Don't. Don't, don't, don't. Don't come across the border. Don't escalate this war. That's right. Is Iran. <laughs> it's like Barney Fife. Stop or I'll say stop again. Don't. 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 Was that was that the stuttering problem that Scott Pelley warned us about? Uh, maybe, I guess I guess it is. Look, you know, <laughs> it'd be funnier if this guy wasn't the president. You know, it's like this is yeah. a really funny comedy sketch. Wait a minute. Er, ee, er, ee, er, ee. This is yeah. the most powerful. This is the leader of the free world. <laughs> Wait a minute. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, just and, and why? 
I mean, why even do this interview? It didn't help Biden in any way. In fact, Trump, I don't... <laughs> they tried to give him a softball interview, and clearly it yeah. didn't work. Look, the guy is just... The decline's happening so quickly, and I can't believe it, but he's all... Joe Biden actually, as of today, now has a truth social for his next campaign. Yeah. So apparently they're running with him again. <laughs> yeah. Well, did you did you see the, um, the Trump truth social... Um, presidential Olympics video that they put out today? No, no. <laughs> <laughs> I posted on my Facebook. This thing was so well done. I mean, it sounds like you're watching an actual British accent, like you're watching like a, you know, a golf match. And, you know, today we've got, you know, the the beginnings of the presidential Olympics. And here we see President Trump approaching the first event, which is the stair climb. And President Trump is getting close to the short stack of stairs. I mean, like, it's absolutely <laughs> hysterical. If you guys haven't seen it, you, you got to go watch it. It's on It's on my Facebook. It's absolutely hilarious. All right, we got to take a break. We come back. Uh, one more segment in this hour, so don't go anywhere. Um, the Day of Rage might not have really played out as bad as people thought, but another terror attack happened around the world today, and we do need to keep our heads on a swivel because it just might happen here. We're going to share that story with you when we come back. K, dynamite in a dress, or just Andrea K, whatever you call her, she's on the answer, San Diego. Welcome back to tonight's Andrea K show. So there was a terror attack in Brussels today. Two Swedish nationals were killed. Uh, the video is actually online. It's incredibly horrifying to see. Uh, of course, uh, over in Brussels, the European Union, at which, you know, Brussels, Belgium is considered to be the heart of that, if not the capital of the European Union. They say they've yet to uh, find the um, um, motive for the attack, which is absolutely absurd. This was a um, a terror attack. Uh, this is how the lefties roll. They, you know, it's like going on here they in, in the United States. Can we uh, can we completely rout out and defeat all Islamic terror? No, but to try to act like we don't know it when we see it is certainly not going to stop anything. We could have stopped uh, the Fort Hood massacre. Dude had warrior for Allah on his business card. We could have stopped the, the Boston bombing. Almost every terror attack was known. The, the um, assailant, the terrorist, was known by our government, including people like the Parkland shooter. On the radar, on the terrorist watch list. And one of the things that we can do is stop our immigration and stop importing them in here. So President Trump has come out today and he has said that he promises to expand the Muslim travel ban to include Gaza if elected and will revoke student visas of, quote, radical anti-American and anti-Semitic foreigners at our colleges and universities. Absolutely has to happen. Uh, He went on to say that I banned refugees from Syria. I banned refugees from Somalia, very dangerous place, and from all the most dangerous places in the world. And in my second term, we were going to expand each and every one of these bans, he said. We aren't bringing in anyone from Gaza or Syria, Somalia, Yemen or Libya or anywhere else that threatens our security. I, I think we need to go farther than that. I think that we need to do some mass deportations. 
We've got over 60,000 that came in from all of these countries that are special interest aliens. Our border is wide open and they're here and we're just supposed to leave them here. Macron in France has said that he's going to start deporting. He's going to be he's going to deport anybody with any ties in any way. They shouldn't be in here in the first place. How is this even a matter of conversation? But see, the problem is is we're down the road to where we're so far down the road, they've made such progress thanks to our own government and George W. Bush and the FBI and all the rest of them turning the, turning the Islamists and the terror sympathizers into the victims that we now have Americans actually chanting and cheering for the terrorists who killed Israelis and Americans on October 7th. What are your thoughts, Sesame Broccolini? Do you think that deportation is doable? If not, we might as well give up because whether it's through some coordinated attack to take out thousands or whether or not they're going to be going door to door, if we don't locate them and get them out of here, then it's we're just wasting our time even talking about it, aren't we? Well, and that's the thing. It's like we spend so much money on the on this bloated national security intelligence state every single year, and they're very good at finding anybody who was anywhere near the Capitol in January of 2021. But for some reason, when it comes to a group of terrorists with a clear ideology, with a clear set of values that's completely antithetical to us and a clear expression of hatred toward us, the national security state has no idea what to do. And look, I'm glad that FBI Director Christopher Wray is saying something about it. Um, It would mean something more if I trusted him more, and I don't for a lot of obvious reasons. And I didn't really trust Comey, and I didn't really trust Mueller or any one of the other FBI heads that we've had in our history. But I will say that this global day of jihad... I was scared, but and I still am, because it's not just about a single day. This is not just a singularity. This is not a one-off. This is a no. new era of combat, warfare, terrorism, jihad, a new chapter in human history. And I just don't think that we're taking it seriously. And the border is Exhibit A. Because yeah, yeah. if this was October of 2002, or January of 2002, I should say, it wouldn't even be a conversation. Close the border. Keep the people safe. I'm sorry if there are good people in Yemen or Somalia that are stuck, that are victims not of circumstance. But that's not our problem. Our problem, <coughs> our number one responsibility, the government's number one job, keep the people safe and secure. That is more important than anything the state should be doing. That's the number one goal at all times. And it just doesn't feel like anyone really, aside from a few America First conservatives, are even talking about it. It feels like basically outside of Matt Getz and a few others like Andy Biggs, you're not even really hearing it from either either party, honestly. I, I just feel right. like there's so many establishment people left and right, who are totally fine with the status quo, and they're not saying anything about it. And that, to me, is absolutely criminal. We've never had such a clear threat in the post-Cold War era. This is our new Soviet axis of evil. So why are we not doing anything about it? Why aren't we acting like that? Why aren't we closing the border and saying, number one, the only people that are crossing this border are people that are approved government actors like military or truck drivers or whomever. But that's it. Well, what the, what they are doing is, uh, according to today's reports, is the the State Department has said that they are ready to deploy uh, two thousand U.S. troops uh, for defense of Israel. I think we have that uh, that audio clip. Sesame. 
right now, just coming to us from the State Department, U.S. troops being told to be, quote, ready to deploy for further defense for Israel if needed. We're working on how many troops have received this message. There is some reporting from the Wall Street Journal that it is in the neighborhood of 2,000 American troops told to be ready. <sighs> um, we've got uh, one battle group already there, another one on its way. As we discussed with Colonel Mills last week, we don't have the number of, of battle groups that we used to have in the Navy. And so the more we send over there, the more exposed we are in other parts of the world. And um, I don't know how I feel about it, U.S. troop engagement over there because I actually believe – um, mm-hmm. Iran, when they say U.S. gets engaged militarily and they're going to have to engage and Iraq has made threats as well. I don't know how I feel about that. I've got to process it. I think it depends on how they're used. And if it's melt, it, 2000 isn't a huge number. And if it's meant to be stealth, then I wish that this had not been reported in the media. If they were going to be used in door to hand to hand combat, like going into Gaza, I'd really rather wish that our legacy media hadn't announced that to Hamas, right? Maybe they could have kept that quiet. So, I mean, there's some things that the American people don't need to know because I really don't want this to escalate into a world war because we don't have a military ready for it. We've got Jan, not to mention the fact that we supposedly had to give these weapons to ukraine well we didn't have to give anything to ukraine but the type one one of the weapons we gave to them was supposedly illegal i can't remember the type of weapon it was was at that point cluster weapons the cluster it was the cluster bombs because we were out of munitions we were out of ammunition over here i mean we are we are threat we're we're bare here our military is too busy getting their winkers cut off and doing drag shows right we're just not prepared for a world war right now. Financially, militarily, we're just not. And as much as I, you know, I, I actually say, you know what? Get everybody, move everybody all the way to the south of Israel and just do a Jimmy Doolittle raid and go nuke. Or maybe the Moab, maybe the mother of all bombs and just take it out. That's what I say. Am I crazy? Email me, andreacasio.com. All right, that's it for hour one of tonight's show, but we got much to talk about coming up. we got to talk about the battle for the speaker, speaker gavel, biblical prophecy with what's going on right now, and the school of drag coming to San Francisco. Stay tuned. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never before seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com, salemnow.com.